16 of the Beards Watch podcast, and also welcome to week one of the NFL season. I am Tom Parkman, joined as always by the walking, talking football encyclopedia, Mr. Jacob Rowland. That's right. Thank you, sir. Kamote uh, Amis. I've done that before. Maybe Kanichiwa. Let's go Kanichiwa today. That's right. Football season's back. We had a little heartbreak there to start the season off, uh, but other than that, I like your, your song choice. Is that a little, uh, is it a dig at St. Louis? Or about no, no, anymore? no. Like the reason, okay, I don't know if anybody saw the news article out there. Nelly is in, owes so much money to the IRS that I think you have to play his songs on Spotify 300 million times. <laughs> so I figured that was an ode to him. He gave us a lot of schoolyard hits. That wasn't a Spotify play, but you know I think people have been talking about, hey, well, let's get him his money. He owes the IRS, so I figured so I'd give him a little shout. What you're telling me is he's going to come after us on YouTube, like he the might. Germans did for well, Darius Rucker. Maybe, maybe, but you know, either way, shout out to Nelly. There. That's what that's what the the, the song choice was, all meaning right. behind that. We all try to go with the meaning there. All right, so we've got a first time guest, but a long time friend of mine. Grew up together in the same neighborhood with this guy. I think we went elementary schools, middle school, high school, uh, a Seafield alumni slash Hall of Famer, Seafield football, uh, basketball player at Winfield, used to throw dunks down, windmills, and he is now a uh, Chapel Hill alum also, don't want don't to leave that out, and a Campbell Law School alum as well. The John Jeffrey Long Jr. I appreciate the introduction. That was uh, that was pretty solid there, and yeah, ready, uh, excited to be on, and happy uh, football season's back. Actually, giving me something to do uh, when Game of Thrones went off. Kind of struggling a little bit there. Yeah, that's for true. Sunday entertainment. So now it's back. Like Jacob said, you know, tough first loss for the Panthers, but you know, entertaining first weekend overall. So it's excited true. to be on. Welcome on, and uh, that may be the most detailed resume we've had of a guest so far. I, I try to, I try to go, I, I play these out in my head. I plan. <laughs> Them throughout the weeks and even months in advance, I think of people. Are, how am I going to intro this person? You got to make it different, unique, and don't forget any of the main points there. Yeah, that's pretty so solid. Yeah. We, we had to go with that. Let's see, uh, John. We've got something here. I think. What did Jeff Huck say he wanted to say? Something about he beat you in fantasy. Was that his shout out? No. So Jeff actually took a loss in fantasy, which oh. is pretty much carrying on from his whole entire season last season. Just okay. added to the L column. Okay. Um, but he scored more points than me this week, so I think that's where he's kind of. Get oh. a little bit, but I, I, t- I told him on the way over here. I said, you know, as long as I'm, I'll score the second fewest points every week as long as I get a win by my name <laughs> each week. So. so it's if you two had played each other, he would have beat you. If we had played each other, he would have beat me heads up. But unfortunately, right. he took an L, and uh, he's just continuing last season's trend. So nothing surprising there. For okay, that. and this is big money league, right? Yeah, it's a uh, two hundred dollar buy-in. So okay. we got weekly payouts yeah. for. Um, I think high scoring each week. So oh, okay. Gives you a little okay. something to look forward to. All right. Yeah, that's big money right yeah, there. That's, that's too rich for bottom line. Yeah, we play in that $20 league. Yeah, I'll give you respect on that because that's, that's way out of there. Uh, the other thing we're going to start off with, first shout out, Josh, when he was on a couple episodes ago. What was that? Episode 11? Thirteen? Uh, no. Ten? Ten? Whatever he was on, he talked Josh about. Hurley. Josh Hurley. Josh Hurley. Yes, that's right. Josh Hurley brought some uh, Panther throw pillows for us. 
They are fa- finally here. It took them a while to get them here, but they're here. And then a quick other story. We've got a warning license to thrill sign that was just added a couple days ago. Our good friends, Corey and Bridget. Corey's been on. He was on with Josh Piner. Uh, this was given to him when they first started dating. For some reason, Bridget thought he was a huge Michael Jackson fan. She says he is. He is. He, he doesn't back up he, that story, but she says he's a diehard Michael Jackson The best part about it was she spent all this time, like, oh, it's his first gift. They first started dating. They also went to Chapel Hill. You guys might have run into each other at some point. But anyway, she would have been researching and researching and custom-made this sign and then, like, spit, like, sweated over it and all this stuff. Yeah, wasn't wasn't just going to like Spencer's gifts and yeah. picking it up. She designed the sign online. And it's legit. It yeah. says warning up top. It's got Michael Jackson doing three dance moves, and it says license to thrill. She gave it to him, and he was just like, well, I, "What was it?" Well, I was gonna ask John since you're a, a Chapel Hill alum. She kept saying that. Uh, was it Chapel, Chapel Hill? Thrill. Is also known as Chapel oh, yeah. Thrill. Yeah, okay. that's his nickname. So it probably had a little. All right, so that's why that's where the license to thrill came in. Since right. both from from UNC. I think that was an after the fact. After <laughs> I think after she gave it to him and he was just like, I don't know, because he, he and him telling the story is hilarious because he was like, I don't know why you got this for me. Like I don't, I'm not a big fan of Michael Jackson, and so he never hung it up. When they gave it to me, it was still in the plastic wrap that they send it to you when you get a custom sign. This was like five years ago. Yeah. I'm surprised they held on to it that long. I am too. I figured he would have given it to somebody else along the way. But So when we met him and then we moved to this new spot um, a couple months ago, they were like, I was, they were like, it still was in a box. I was like, sure, I'll, I'll hang it up. I got plenty of wall space. And so it is now down here now. And they we booked them for a December 6th episode, both of them. So we'll have another couple's. Little couple time there. And hearing the story of how this sign came to be into their lives, it just snowballed into a ridiculous story of gifts and their first three months of dating. Yeah. And it's we, pretty. Fun. We're like, all right, you guys got to save it because we're going to bring you on, and you got to tell this story again because yeah. it is just out of control. It is pretty good. So we got to shout outs to both Josh and Corey and Bridget for getting us all the stuff here for the for the basement. And uh, yeah, so I guess let's move on into into football talk. Start with a. A busy, exciting, yeah. crazy weekend of football. Okay. And it started last Thursday with a very somber night in the Roland household. Yeah. I and came it, over and, and hung across out. the Carolinas. Well, I came out and hung out with all the uh, all your, your Carolina cohorts yep. last Thursday. And you guys did not have a very fun night. Not, well, the night was fun. <laughs> it was good. Half, up till halftime was good. And then you just you could tell they were getting tired, and then there were some calls that could have been made. Obviously, have gone back with the shots to the head. Either way, they still competed and had a chance to win it. And as soon as Gano kicked it, but it ricocheted off the right right bar and went in, and they had the timeout. I was like, oh, he's going to miss it. Yeah. And it was me, Duval was here, Josh Hurley was here, Trent, Jerry Ann was still up, and Tom was up, and he missed that thing wide left. And we I, Duval smacked the floor. And said some explicitives and walked out. Josh said peace, and then Trent said like they just everybody left it like yeah. one time. Yeah. So other, than, I think we've talked enough about the game on that aspect. Unless I there's, I mean, the big talk of the weekend is the hits to Cam. Yeah, I mean that was a reoccurring story across every network, across yeah. every show. I mean, it's I know 
John, are you a, you're a Panthers fan? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that sort of goes back to, and everybody kind of compares it to it. When Shaq gets fouled in the yeah. NBA, he's just, he's so big, and especially when Cam's a runner, you know, yeah. it's hard to tell the line between, you know, is he going to run, is he going to step back and throw, but he just took an absolute beating, and some of them were plain as day, refs looking right at it, so yeah. you're kind of wondering, you know. Yeah, that's, I mean, down here, there's, there's a lot of Panthers fans, and some people do look at it through, you know, blue and black sunglasses yeah. and get a little biased. As an outsider, I don't care one way or the other whether the Panthers lose. I had no rooting interest in either team. I just wanted to watch a good game. The Cam took about four hits to the head. Yeah. Four good shots, some to the face mask, some to the side. The first two were egregious. Absolutely should have been called, should have been flagged, probably ejections. The yeah. Brandon Marshall one specifically should yeah. have been an ejection. There was one where he was going out of bounds as a runner, which when you become a runner is no longer, there's no targeting anymore. If it's helmet to helmet, it's incidental. So you take that one off the board. I know Panthers fans don't want to hear that, but that one comes off the board. And then I know the offsetting penalties at the end of the game, it's just a bad rule. Yeah. It's yeah. the rest yeah. and everything right in that situation. Yeah. It's just a bad rule. It's always interesting because it's just now getting more pub because it sucks when any team, it's your team or whatever, there's a personal foul especially. And then it's like, oh, a five-yard penalty or something that offsets it that's a five-yard penalty to something that was like could have knocked the player out. How does that – you get no yards. If you're a defense, you take that every time because, hey, it's an offsetting penalty and all that. Yeah, that's – I've been on that for a while that if you have a – Unsportsmanlike or a unnecessary roughness, but basically a 15-yard yeah. uh, extracurricular penalty. I don't think those should offset. If you want to do, if you want to do with five yards and then tack on the 15 after that, or however you want to do it, yeah. I think you need to, to change that rule, which again goes to the league office. Yeah. It's something that they have to change in the off season. Yeah. So I'll cut the refs some slack with that play because they called it the way it should be in the book. Yeah. It's just written badly. Yeah. And I think for Panthers fans, the toughest part about that is the point at which it happened. I yeah. mean, it was the fourth quarter. We needed yeah. to get down and get a score. So I think yeah. the fact that, you know, everything you said, you know, it shouldn't really offset yeah. a normal penalty or something like that. You know, just at that point in the game, it was kind of tough to handle. Yeah. After all the other hits you talked about before it happened, and we're like, hey. Yeah. You, know, you guys, like I said, we something. talk about it, and then, like, I think Greg Olson said a good point. It it doesn't matter now. I mean, all those hits, zero yards came out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but I thought the most interesting thing is when I went into work the next day. I flipped on my TV at the desk, and I usually don't watch any sporting channels once the, when the Panthers lose or whatever because I just don't want to hear the analysis. But I flipped it on, and they were talking about the the narrative all day on Friday. It seemed to be Cam getting hit. It wasn't the Broncos beat the Panthers. I mean, I'm sure they ran the highlight. But it was it was Teddy Bruschi. It was all those guys talking. I can't believe they let him get hit in the head. So that's just wild to me. You think the first game of the season, it's not like what a great game it was. It came down to a final kick. Yeah. The kicker misses it. No, it's like you just let your MVP get treated like a fourth string quarterback in the fourth preseason game when everybody wants to get out of the preseason. Like he's the reigning MVP. And yes, like you said, it's hard to differentiate some of those those calls because he is the biggest, usually the biggest guy out there. But you got to get to the point now where it's like, do you want to see Derek Anderson or Joe Webb be the quarterback of the Panthers? Probably not. So there, there's two things. One I was thinking about on the way over, and I'll get to that in a second. But the, the argument is, you know, well, they call these on Tom Brady or they call these on Peyton Manning. And it's, it's not something that I agree with, but I think the mentality isn't so much that it's, oh, it's Cam, they'll, they'll let it go. 
It's the style of the quarterback, because we saw it a lot with Roethlisberger, too. You see it with, like, RG3 or Michael Vick. If it's a running quarterback that's willing to get out of the pocket and willing to take hits, and by the way, RG, RG3 should stop freaking taking hits. He still hasn't learned. He will for this year. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's more that style quarterback. The guys just, that just stand in the pocket and yeah. never get hit, they're the ones that get the penalties. The guys that go out and initiate contact, Cam's not afraid to go out and hit somebody. Yeah. So I think that's more the mentality. I, and it's it's not right. I yeah. don't agree with it. If it's a penalty, it's a, you call it in whatever situation it is. There is no leniency yeah. because it's a running quarterback. Yeah. But I think that's the trap that the, the refs get caught in is they're expecting Cam to go out and lower his shoulder and hit somebody, so they're not looking, they're not reaching for the flag in that situation. Yeah. So the thing I was thinking on, about on the way over is there's, they keep, the, the league keeps saying <clears throat> that they want to take these uh, hits to the helmet more seriously and they want to punish people that do it, but yet you see a play like the Brandon Marshall one where it was a pretty yeah. egregious yeah. hit to, to Cam's face. And they didn't call it. There was no flag. Whether or not the ref saw it or missed it or whatever. In my mind, I think the only way that you start curbing these things is to have a replay official or have the league offices or whatever review the plays as the game's going on and can then contact the refs and be like, hey, you got to kick this guy out. Yeah. Even if it's yeah. the next play, if it's five plays down the line, if it's half a quarter later or whatever – they have to have that autonomy to say, hey, you missed this one, kick them out of the game. Yeah. So I was, I wanted to get your opinion. Is Do you think that's reasonable? Do you think – would you be okay as a football fan if they instituted that rule? I, I think Rivera brought that point up saying, like, he thinks headshots should be reviewable. The only thing I think they're going to come back and say is, do you want the games to last seven hours long? Which, is, know, why, which is why I was thinking instead of calling it right there or stopping the game right there, if yeah. you have them say, okay – Whenever we get a ruling, if the league offices get in, you know, Gene Steratore's ear and say, "Hey, two plays ago you missed that one, kick him out of the game." Yeah, would you, just, would you guys be all right with that? I think it's tough because you got yeah. so many moving parts. I mean, what happens in those two plays? Is yeah. that do return a pick six, but yet he should have been kicked out? I yeah, mean, there's so much sort of it's a graduating. It's hard. It's hard to monitor that. Yeah. And I mean. Like you said, you can't throw a penalty flag. And to be honest, if it's a scrub, I'd rather have a penalty flag right then and there than see him kicked out yeah. sort of two plays later. So I think it's tough to balance. But sort of to your point, I think you know the league has to take some sort of action. And it goes to, I think, the point Greg Olson made earlier this week was that you know the reason there was all that uproar about Cam is because the whole offseason there was this talk about you know player safety, protecting yeah. the quarterback, and then your MVP, your star of the league on the First opening game nine, see, yeah. just gets pummeled. Obviously, intentionally to everybody watching, yeah. clearly that you know the refs don't throw a single flag the whole night. So I think that sort of uh, leads this one. It. This one, there was a huge spotlight on it. But we were talking last week, <clears throat> the last preseason game of the year, the refs missed the Case Keenum situation in uh, mm-hmm. L.A. Yeah, where he got laid out in the preseason game and was in no shape to come back in, and he yeah. still continued to play. Yeah, you know? I mean, he was out on his feet and was still quarterback mm-hmm. in that team. It, it comes to the point where – actually, the point I, was, I read, I think, I think Cam Newton's agent's Bus Cook, who also was the agent of Brett Favre, and he said literally watching that game, it reminded him of that NFC Championship game, Bounty Gate. Because that's what – if you go back and look at it, they were out there. They knew. We get him out. We get him rattled. They're done-zo. Like, that's, that's – you know, same thing the Saints did. We get Brett Favre out. We keep hitting him. He's going to throw picks. He's going to make mistakes. 
He gets tired. He's done so. And the Broncos players said that. They said that after the fact. Is it so much that, you know, they're intentionally trying to injure him? Or is it just you're trying to hit him hard just to wear him down? See, that's a tough thing because, again, you know, Football is a rough sport. Yeah. People are going to get injured. You try to knock a player out of the game, but if it's the league's policy and the league's sort of new ideal is to protect the players and player safety, can you have players going into games with that mentality? But that's but there's a key: is if in the first quarter, second quarter, they call some of those, even if they're on the borderline. Like, oh, that wasn't maybe that wasn't an intentional, but they call it. Those players are going to be more hesitant, and that's the funny thing. Years ago, people were like. Oh, you got to stop, you know, when people were getting mad at them calling when they were jacking people up on the sidelines and this and that. Oh, it'll never be more safe. Like, you can't call. They'll learn. Players have learned now. You can't aim for the head. They start hitting them in the chest. They start hitting them in the knees. You got to coach that stuff. So if, if you call it in the first or second quarter, and if it's just something as light as a push down after the play and it wasn't as egregious as headbutting them, then they're thinking the next time, okay, i, I got to aim for his, his knees, his ankle, his, his rib cage. But if you keep letting it go on, then as your player, you're going, keep going until they flag it. And they did keep going until they flagged it on the last try, yeah. but then they ended up getting negated anyway. So, like I said, they kept doing it because the refs never flagged it. You know, it's one of those things, you, as a rep, you've got you've to be able to stop the the bleeding or stop the, you know, the stuff going on early. If not, it's going to get out of hand. I definitely think that there has to be more of a push from the ref units to put a stop to stuff early in the game. Because we look back at the Giants-Panthers game last year, the Josh yeah. Norman versus Odell Beckham. Beckham. Yep. It was the refs didn't do anything. Yeah. They just started they let they them chipping go. at each other and started escalating higher and higher. And by the time it got to a dangerous situation, it was already too late. Yeah. If you flag them right off the bat, yep. it might not get to that. Well, and they've got that new rule now where it's that unsportsmanlike, yeah. but it's only if it's like a taunting slash physical harm. It's not like if it's a roughing the passer you get kicked out unless they deem it, but... If you get two, I think Aaron Donald got thrown out last night. Trey and then Turner, Trey got, Turner got one for on jumping it. in front of the guy where they said, this is your first one, you get another one, you're out. So they've set some rules, but then it's like you get there and they – it seemed like that when they made that one rule where the running back couldn't load the Trent Richardson rule where you weren't allowed to lower your head and jolt with it, but then it was never called. Like it was like they made a rule that then it, it very – it only happens one or two times and it's very – ever you know, using your head as a battery ram or whatever – so it's just one of those things where it seems like they make rules, but then they're like, well. So it's, it's inconsistent on a lot of fronts, yeah. too, because, I mean, like we talked about the player safety thing and going back to the taunting, I saw probably two or three flags this weekend where it was 15 yards for a choreographed celebration. So yeah. they were just like even handshakes or like little dances. Yeah. It's like, let them have fun, but, you know, so the, all the real things. The whole thing, if you get the 15-yard on sportsman life, and you get two of them, you get ejected. But, I don't, but it has well, to be like a certain one. Like it can't be if you get – I think if it was a, a sportsman like hitting the quarterback in the head twice with your helmet, you could. But like they said for the Trey Turner one, my understanding was he, he was taunting in front of that guy, everyone interpreted. If he had got called for an unsportsman like taunting again, then he was out. So it's not like so a, is it is it any like do the dances play into that? No. Basically, the ref will tell you, and no, okay. they did because because that was I wasn't listening to it when it happened last night. But Antonio Brown, of he the did Steelers, he started answer, he started twerking after yeah. after a touchdown, and they flagged him. But yeah. I didn't know if he. But got here's that. the funny thing: I was watching the ESPN shows today. You know, uh, pardon the interruption, all that stuff. Okay, Antonio Brown gets 15 for that. Michael Bender, the Seahawks, sacks the quarterback, does the same thing, no flag there, and like we go back to it, there's no consistency. Antonio Brown gets flagged for that. Michael Bennett doesn't. You, if you're going to flag it and throw it, throw it. If you're not, then don't. You know, don't 
don't do it, but it's across the board as we talked that next day after the game. It's just inconsistencies. You don't know. I mean, you look after that game, you go, wow, like all those hits to a quarterback, it should have been flagged, but you just don't know. Speaking of the twerking thing, I did like this morning, there was a meme that went viral online that was basically, there was a sketch from Key and Field. Yes. Yes. Um, Three pumps. Yeah. It yeah. was how many times you gyrate yep. and the reps like yep. in, that's in a, the fate. That's what it, it, have you seen down. their skit when they do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen exactly. it. But yeah. it was it was basically life imitating art. Yep. It was, it well, was I, that scene came to life. I think it was uh who was it? Whichever one it was, Jordan, Jordan Peele. Last night when that happened, I was on Twitter and he goes Antonio Brown joined the three-pump club because it's always that third pump that gets you the flag. They're always like, if you get two pumps, no flag. That third pump's the one that gets you the flag. So as soon as that happened, he was like, Antonio Brown joined that three-pump club because he got the penalty. So it is kind of funny how they – you flag him for that, but then you go get your MVP blasted, and it's like, oh, you know, he's just a running back or that plays quarterback kind of thing. But no fun league, not for long. That's what it is. But All right, on so, to other so, games. So Thursday night's done. Denver beats Carolina. Yep. We come into Sunday. Huge slate of games at 1 o'clock. Yeah, 9. Uh, we mentioned him earlier. I wanted to bring up RG3 again. I mean, he they, he comes into Cleveland, starts looking pretty good. They think they actually have a quarterback, and then he forgets how to take a hit. Or forgets to, to avoid hits, yeah. and now he's out for half the season. I, it's, it's funny. I saw something else that somebody brought up. They talked to him about how, you know, being, what is it, his fourth year this year? Something like Four. that, whatever, fourth or fifth year. And he had his whole spiel of, oh, yeah, I've been, you know, working on sliding and avoiding hits and this and that. And then he goes and just gets absolutely blasted. And it was an avoidable hit, too. Like, you're running out of bounds. I'll give him this fact. It looked like Barnage was blocking, and he went behind Barnage, and then the guy who Barnage was blocking just popped out of nowhere and got him. He didn't see the guy. Here's the thing. If you're a Cam Newton, you're a Ben Roethlisberger, you can take those unnecessary random hits. Cam took one against the Saints last year when he didn't yeah. see a guy coming. You're that big. You can survive those. Yeah. When you're RG3 and you're six foot one and, what, 200 pounds at, with pads on, you can't take those hits. We just saw it. He just blasted his whole shoulder up. Now he's, he's, probably, he, he's probably done with his shot at starting as, as a quarterback yeah. now. He'll have to be a backup if he wants to play in the league anymore because it's just – it, what kills me, like, he came out of college and had so much hype, and he had all this ability, he had a great rookie season. One of the best rookie quarterback seasons of all time. He's just, he doesn't have the smarts to be a quarterback. And it's not so much, forget reading defenses, forget, you know, how to handle himself with the pocket. He's just not, he doesn't have any common sense on no. the field. And well, it's just even, even off the field. Well, that too. <laughs> I mean, he, he's, he's married, he's got a, he's married, he's got a baby mama, he's got a kid, and then... The day after they split, he's already posting Instagrams of his new sweet thing down at Florida State. That's a you know twenty one year old track star, and they're hanging out. It's like, you, why you do that? Did you see these stories about him, John? I feel like that fits in with the typical Browns quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> he's just following in Menzel's footsteps. I mean, uh, fair expect. enough. I mean, especially I don't, I don't know. It's just uh, it's one of those things he's never gonna it's never gonna click for him. No, no. Not necessarily off the field, but just on the field, you can tell it's. You know, it's never going to really come together for him. And I feel like this was kind of his last chance, you know. Yeah. Everybody wrote off the Washington uh, end of the year just as you know. Jay Gruden didn't really like him. He got kind of kicked to the end of the bench on trailer for Cousins. And then he has his brand-new start with Hugh Jackson, his quarterback who were in Cleveland. And then first game, he's out for the year. So, I mean. And Hugh Jackson was behind him. I mean, there was nobody else in the league that was behind RG3. And he stuck behind him and was like, he's going to be the quarterback. And in, th- in three and a half, four quarters, he's – 
He's already busted up his shoulder and he's out. And you've got the great 37-year-old Josh McCown back there. Which I'm surprised he's 37. I, I, feel, like he's, I feel like he's been in the league forever. But you look at yeah. him and you're like, he's not older than Drew Brees. I, I, <laughs> yeah, actually is. I just get the feeling that in our lifetime, like all of us are going to be dead and gone before the McCown and McNown <laughs> families yeah. leave the NFL. Well, you know who the next family is, right? The Aguayos. No, oh, the Aguayo right. brothers. The one that's in Tampa now, his brother's kicking, and they got one more in high school. Yeah. So those they're gonna they're gonna be and, three of those kickers here within the next eight years. Leave. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like the Grammaticas. The Grammaticas were there forever. Anderson. You remember Morton Anderson? That dude yep. was like 60 years old, still kicking. I remember him kicking for, for Atlanta Falcons, yeah. and then I think he might have went down to New Orleans well, for half a year. Important. There were two Andersons. One was in Minnesota. And then one was in Atlanta. One was in Atlanta near the end there because I remember him booting a one couple of them. One played for the Saints, didn't he, too? Yeah, it was, they played for. Oh, they hopped around teams. They hopped around Saints, Chiefs, Vikings, Falcons. Yeah, I mean, they, at if, one point. If you're a halfway decent kicker, you'll have longevity. Yeah, but the key is you, you can't have. You've got to have the long. You've got to have the trust in your coaching staff that if you miss that, like Gano, he missed that game winner, he's still going to be back. Now, if he goes on and misses another two or three this year, It'd be surprising to see what they do. Now, let me get that. This is what one thing did perturb me after that, and I thought about it. This is the one year they in the Panthers training camp, they did not bring in any kind of competition for Gano. Yeah. Now, I understand he was going to win the job outright. He, they paid him a lot of money, but something makes you think, why not bring in some young rookie just to compete, to kind of, you know, have him looking over his shoulder like, uh, hey, well, I know, think we know part of it. There was so much volatility with the punters. Like, yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, you I really got you. That's we did have three punters at camp at one time. Yeah. So. By the way, you now have, the Panthers now have a punter with a freaking bazooka for a leg. He set two records. Fourth round pick worth it. He said he in his, in his first game that wasn't mile high. He set the uh, career or was it the in one single game he sent the most the career average or whatever sixty seven yards in one game and then. Net average, he said. All in one game he's played. Yeah. So the fourth-round pick, I'll take that. And for us, I feel like that's kind of important more than any other team because we play field position. That's kind yeah. of a big thing for us is, you know, Cam's great, but at the same time, our offense was number one last year. But we're playing field position. We're making yeah. sure our defense is on the field and we're getting the ball back in an advantageous yeah. spot. So it's like fourth-round pick, yeah, it kind yeah. of hurts off the bat. But And I look at it, too. I think Gettleman's looking at he's not with all these quality players that they're going to have to re-sign, they're going to want to re-sign – you're not going to be able to afford those fourth-round picks. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you keep adding maybe six to seven guys a year, you're either cutting them like they cut two of them this year, or you don't want to draft them because you're having to pay Trey Turner, Andrew Norwell, and that's the reason other guys. The past couple of drafts, he's packaged the picks to trade, to trade up, up. rounds. Because, I mean, you I can't keep it started with Funches. You know, they said, yeah. you know, why'd you trade your third and second to get up? We're not going to keep a four or five rookies every year. Exactly. You can't, not when you have that much talent. When you Now, if you're a sucky team and you're churning through players like the Browns or something, you yeah, you're drafting 12 guys. Yeah. It's 14 because you don't know. You're just sitting there throwing you know darts at a wall. But we'll go back to the kicker thing. There were NFC kickers on the down. Yeah. Gano misses one. Saints kicker misses one for the win. Arizona's kicker misses one for the win. Now, Detroit's kicker did hit one and got them to W. Yeah. So he was the only one out of four there that – they actually, you know, gave him gave him the victory there. So it's a mental game, man. I mean, those, those kickers got to be strong. And, and FC and kickers, pressure, pressure situation. Sell them high, man. I was sell say, I Blair Walsh, that out of him on my fantasy team, he put oh, up a yeah. lot of points, but he missed two field two. goals, missed an extra point. So yeah. I mean, there were a lot of extra points missed this there first was, yeah. uh, We were all a little leery last year when they moved that extra point back. I'm glad they did because it's made it so much more exciting. 
I mean, when you got it, was, it, was, it took the bathroom. It took the bathroom break away. Yeah. That was where every every time you scored a touchdown, everybody ran in the restroom or went out and smoked him a cigarette or whatever because they knew it was like, okay, I'll just wait for the kickoff. Now it's like you got to watch it because it might get blocked and returned. It, it might be missed. And then all of a sudden you're like, dang, we could have been up. So, yeah. It's, or it, they might not even attempt the extra point at all. They may be like Jack Del Rio and go for two at the end of the that's game. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it won't be the most exciting game that's, of the weekend in my eyes. That's, that's a good, I'm surprised more teams haven't gone for two. But that Jack Del Rio one, that that's was, ballsy. I mean, yeah. that's that, but again, that's the play to where he gets it. We're praising him, fantastic call. He's yeah. he carried out on the shoulders. He misses that. They don't get the two. Everybody's ripping him. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's something you, you can do on the road, though. You yeah, can't it's, do that it's on the road in week one. Are you really ripping him that much? Oh, he's gonna get ripped because they're gonna because even ESPN. Well, you know, the whole, when he retweeted them back, he had a better chance to win Did if they kicked the extra point. Got so, yeah. ESPN, after the game, tweeted that if they had gone for the extra point and tied the game and gone to overtime, the Raiders had a 51% chance of winning. So, if he went for two, he had a so, yeah. Jack Del Rio, the act, the coach of the Oakland Raiders, tweeted and said, well, that's why ESPN doesn't coach the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> that's pretty good. ESPN just comes in and buzzkill kill everything with random stats yeah. anyway. Yeah. So. But uh, it's interesting. That's one of those calls where it's like, it's you've got to know your team. you got to know your players. you got to know. you got the momentum. You just drove all the way down there. Let's let's see if we can capital. That's one of those things like, like you've got to feel the team out. Oakland has a very young team. You got a bunch of young core players on that yeah. team, especially at the you know the big positions, the quarterback, the wide receivers, mm-hmm. the running backs. There's not a lot of guys that have been in the league forever, and it's a team that's on the rise and wants to make an impact. What did they win? Six games last year, seven games, something like that. I think went seven and nine. I think, yeah. I mean, to me, it's not an egregious move for him to make in week one. I think it's a good move, like you said. You're on the rise. You want your team. I mean, all around the nation, how many experts were picking them to come out of the the AFC West on top of the Broncos. Yeah. It's like there were a number of them picking them in the sleeper team. So to sort of get behind that and have confidence in your players yeah, like, to pick up the two players. If, I, if I'm – and he's only been there a couple seasons. If I'm trying to get players behind me to believe in what I'm doing, why not go for two? Just ride the way – I just – Go that, for the win. If I'm Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, no, I'm t- kicking the field goal and going to overtime and let Brady drive down the field. Well, let me tell you, that's a – I mean, to me, that play call, though, you go – so your second receiver, Michael Crabtree, though he was on some scrub corner anyway, some number 42 scrub for the Saints, but that's still a 50-50 ball. No yeah. matter who's out there, it's not like you had Calvin Johnson or Gronkowski or you know somebody big, big time. And that was Crabtree who's on his second team and kind of is just in that like – he's not, you wouldn't consider him an elite receiver. To, to call that and give Crabtree the, the go for it and not Amari Cooper, which I guess you know they're going to be doubling Amari, but I still think they just – the whole play call to me, I'm just thinking, whoo, that's a risky one. You know what I mean? To, like, me, to me, it's one of those things where that's going to help them later in the year when you want everybody to be, you know, rah-rah, we're a team, we want everybody to fight together. Yeah. You do that in week one, make it or miss it, it doesn't matter. You've got the team behind you for the rest of the year. Yeah. Now, granted, week 17, you're fighting for a playoff spot? No. Play it safe, go to yeah, overtime yeah. and try to get the win. Week one, on the road, I'm well, What was that? That was a couple of, oh, a couple of years. That's probably seven, eight years ago. The Chiefs did that. I think it was week 16 or 17. They were on the one-yard line. They score a touchdown. They go to the playoffs. They don't get it. They don't go to the playoffs. And Dick Vermeil calls Larry Johnson, and he dives over the pile, and they get it and go to the playoffs. And I think they lost the first or second <laughs> round. But it's one of those things where – 
that was a, I remember that was one of the last times where you say when it's playoff time and Vermeil was like, well, hey, let's do it. You know, they hadn't been in the playoffs a couple years. Why not? So it's one of those things that can set the tone too. Yeah, right? I mean, yep. this Panthers thing about it's not really the same situation, but Ron Rivera. Turning into Riverboat Ron and starting to and go for year, fourth yeah, and ones gave yeah. the team confidence, set the tone for, yeah. hey, we're going to risk it. We're going to try to you know make sure we get out there and clinch a playoff spot. So setting the tone from the beginning. Yeah. And like I said, I think it's them. one of those things where it was. I'm sure he wanted the win, but to me, it was less about the win and more about setting the mentality for the team yeah. for the year. Yeah, which but, is I'm cool with it. Yeah, I like I said. I also want to let's. You know, it is one week. Yeah, I always yeah. bring up week one, and there's a lot of overreactions. I say this was an overreaction, but I always bring up, you know, the Bills beat the Patriots in 2001 or whatever it was, or 2003 or 2000, whatever. They went on and won the Super Bowl. They, they were 0-1. Panthers in 2000 went 1-0 against the Vikings, and then lost 15 straight. So it can always, that week one can be that, you know, smoke and mirrors. You know, Last night, the 49ers looked like a team that would, Dominate the division right. with you know they're, against the looked the same way last year exactly right? and, and then week yeah. one they demolished the the uh, I think it was the Vikings and then they went out and stumped the burger. All right, so I, I we got to talk about this game last night. I don't understand how so many people were so far up the ass of the Los Angeles Rams. People were picking the Rams to win that yeah. game, and then they go out and get blown out of the water, and everybody's shocked by it. They were still the Rams. Well, just because they went to I, L.A. doesn't make them better. I think it's, it's hard knocks. They got John, John, brought, John did talk about hard knocks is what he before we started this. But, yeah, what were you saying about the hard knocks? I mean, it's pro- well, for me, I, I, that's actually a reason I didn't like the Rams is from what I saw in hard knocks. I mean, you look at the Panthers. You have veteran leadership, Keekly, Thomas Davis, Greg Olson, Cam, players who are going to step up and sort of get your team into shape. You watch Hard Knocks, the Rams look kind of like a JV squad. I mean, yeah. they don't really – yeah, you got stars like Todd Gurley, but you don't have anybody taking control of the team. you got that one scene where Kenny Britt's driving a little go-kart around and a crash. Like, could that, you imagine Thomas Davis doing yeah. that? You, like, no, like sort of that leadership and that ownership of the team, I feel like it's missing for them. So that's yeah. the reason I wasn't high on them. But I think the fact that they were getting so much pub was the reason people you, were picking the first know, game. Do you know – I just saw the stat. Monty Jones brought it up. In 22 years of coaching, Jeff Fisher – has only had six winning seasons. I believe it. And he still has a job. He about got an extension, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he about got an extension. Yeah. Six, and he still, now, you know, I know. I don't think there's any coach in the league that is living off of one Super Bowl appearance more, more than, than he is. Yeah, like, it, it amazes me. They went out there, and and what kills me the most is they, they brought, oh, golf's not ready, and, and hard knocks. He did not look ready. I agree with you. But you're going to trot out Case Keenum and Sean Mannion yeah. and get skunked in your opening game. You're telling me you're not going to throw the kid out there and you're not worried. Oh, I don't want to shake his rattle his confidence. Oh, Philly even had the balls to throw wins out there. He, had, he only played one yeah. quarter in preseason. I mean, you're gonna if you're going to trade up and trade all those draft picks, you got to play the guy. I always say that. My, I listen. I'm never going to be a general manager. I run Madden general managers, and that's about it to my extent. But if I'm taking any player in the first round in the top 15, they you got to pencil them as a starter. Of course, you want to go to training camp and say you got to ground out and earn your spot. I get that, but I can't. If you're in the top 15, that means you didn't make the playoffs. You're taking a guy that better impact your team now, because if not, you're going to lose your job. Because what's going to happen is you're not going to play golf, and they're going to say, "Why are you playing Sean Mannion and Case Keenum when we're sitting here with buying these golf jerseys and?" And you know, I, I want to come to the Coliseum and see them play. Not so for you, in this situation. You're not Jacob Rowland. You're Jeff Fisher. You're coaching the LA Rams. 
How many games into the season before you put golf in? I, 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 I know you're saying you wanted them to play number one. Realistically, this well, season, how long you is he can't, put in? They're going about to play Seattle. He can't go from three to one going against no. Seattle. That's just stupid. Okay, but I think you've got to look at. Okay, let's see how Keenum performs against Seattle. If he goes out, and does the same thing. I think you got to, you know, go after the game, your post podium, and say, you know what, we'll figure it out this week. It'll be kind of a case is going to step down, and Mannion and Golf are going to battle it out or something like that. But to me, it's just they're. They don't have any receivers that scare you. They gave Tavon Austin number one wide receiver money, and he's more of just like a jigsaw piece, like a puzzle piece. Like yeah. He'd be great in the offense where he was like the slot guy and you could have him return punts and kicks and then you could do funky plays with him. But he doesn't catch deep balls. All they do is throw bubble screens and he gets jacked up and you're paying him $40 million. And to me, if you're going to put – like they got Kenny Britt, but it's killing me they didn't get any receivers – they got Gurley, but all the 49ers did was just put – they literally put eight people in yeah. the box, one deep safety, and said, sure, just try it. If you can beat it, maybe we'll adjust our defense. Yeah. That's all you've got to do because Keenum's not going to beat you deep. I mean, good night. It was a tr- it was bad football. But at the same time, you do have Gurley back there you can hand the ball off. So it's like he is devoid of any weapons, but, you know, he it is set up got, him, as a pure quarterback yeah. to take a leap early. Yeah. But, I mean, we're past the point, I feel like, where – you know, the Aaron Rodgers days where you sit behind a quarterback for a year. Yeah. All the top picks recently, Cam's played right off the bat. Yep. Andrew Luck played right off the bat. RG3 pick, Jameis, Marcus Mariota. Everybody's playing off the bat. And at this point, you got to wonder, is really learning on the job provides is more beneficial than sitting yeah. behind. Especially sitting yeah. behind somebody like Case Keenum. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You're not playing behind far. Yeah. Yeah. If, you're, if, you're, if you get drafted by New England and play behind Brady, sure. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Not behind Case Keenum. You're number one pick. You're number one pick for a reason because the team that drafted you suck, doesn't yeah. have a number one quarterback, so you're not afforded that opportunity yeah. to sit behind and learn. Well, that, so, and, it, and it, but it gets me to the point where now with this new rookie wage scale, you need to find out sooner than later if this guy's your. Look at, you brought up those guys that were good. Look what the Titans did with Locker. They realized he wasn't it, so they got rid of him and they took Mar- Mariota. Yeah. Same thing with the Jaguars. Realized Gabbard wasn't it, but you're not cap strapped. So you can get rid of Gabbert and you can go out and get Blake Bortles. You got you can't you, you sit the there the plan quicker. Yeah, because then you're gonna realize, okay, does this guy have it or does this guy not have it? You got to realize quicker sooner than later. So you brought up Bortles, another great game. Carol or uh, Green Bay versus Jackson. That was actually a pretty good game. I I said it on Sunday when we were watching the highlights on the red zone, I say it all the time. I don't have a more favorite player in the NFL than Aaron Rodgers. I like, wow. I love watching Aaron Rodgers play the game of football. Yeah, the throw that he made. Now, does this have to do with anything of your crush of Olivia Munn? No, has nothing. Oh, to do okay, with all right. I just made. In fact, I'm a bit jealous of him because it's <laughs> not a coincidence. I mean, the, I know you love Cam Newton. Cam Newton's the best athletic quarterback in the league. I don't deny that in any way, but I think just straight quarterback position play. Aaron Rodgers is the top guy. Really? Yeah. I think Overrated. you were getting to a little that point or that play where he was getting grabbed in the pocket yeah, on the 35 yard line. He had, a, back foot and, he had a lineman holding his yeah. chest and was on his back foot and chucked the ball. The the two uh Hail Marys he threw at the end of the se- or end of games last year that were game winners. It's just watching him play is absolutely incredible. I'd st- I'd still put Brady over him just for the aspect of it's Brady and, and the Super Bowls. 
Yes, he's not as fun to watch because Aaron Rodgers does have a little more athletic ability yeah. and he can run around and make those crazy plays. But I, I see that he's a he's a he's a, if you have him as a fantasy quarterback, he had a little off year last year, but he's still gonna he's still oh, gonna don't get forget your lost, last year he lost Jordy Nelson too. He did. Who was he a did. big weapon last well, year? Cam lost Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, they, uh, but in that game was one of, another one of the best young teams in the league in Jacksonville. They look pretty pretty all right. I mean, they gave they lost the game, but yeah. I mean, Bortles is he's out there balling every week. They got Thomas, they got uh, Robinson, football fans, uh, yeah. Yeldon, DJ Yeldon. Yeah, I mean, it's they could make some noise in the uh, well, of AFC course because the, the the Colts are going to suck. Oh, that's true. They never go, they they every year they say for the past three years we need to get Andrew Luck some offensive linemen, and they do nothing about it. And he goes back and gets blasted and. They got T.Y. Hilton and Dorsett, two of the same receivers, small guys that are fast. They drafted the two tight ends, Fleener and Allen. Fleener's gone now. He was trash anyway. Allen's been all right. They give him a 40-year-old running back. I mean, it. what was the stat I said the other day? The Colts have not had a 100-yard rusher since 2014 or 2012. Big Bout or something. Boom Heron. I mean, it's, yeah. it was Big Bout. It was, I mean, it's just – you, it's just crazy. Every year they do this, and they go out. Oh, let's make the defense strong. Protect your friend, the guy you just made the highest paid quarterback of all time. And so I think they can now. Texans, Osweiler again, week one. Osweiler looked a little bit better than we thought he looked. Um, that defense is going to be something. Yeah. I think JJ Watts either taking human growth hormones <laughs> or he overplayed his injuries. Typical of JJ Watt, what he would do, you know. So it'll be it should be an interesting little little race. I feel like the job. I mean, the defense they spent a lot of money in free agency. Got Ramsey and, and Ramsey's Jack, real good, and Jack to come in on defense. And a pickup I actually like because I had the guy on my fantasy team last year was Chris Ivory. He didn't even play. He's yeah. out of the hospital. Might not play for a little while. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a good pickup. Just to have someone ground and pound along with sort of airing it out. Yeah, with Bortles. So I mean, I think they're definitely a team on the rise. And with that division, like you said. You know, who else is – it's kind of open for someone to step yeah. up and, yeah. and take reign out of it. Jacksonville hasn't been a must-watch team since, what, the Mark Brunell days back in the – Well, no, the they were the at one time yeah, with but, but even with Gerard and Byron Leftwich, they still weren't must I remember Monday night games where I had to change the They did beat Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh in the snow for a playoff game with Maurice Jones-Drew, Gerard uh, – I don't know who the receivers are. So they had one, but, yes, it wasn't – it wasn't the Jimmy Smith, yeah. Mark Brunel, and Keenan McCardell, Fred Taylor. I agree with you on that. But this, the after watching that game, I have more interest in watching Jacksonville than I have in over a decade. Like yeah, I'll check enough. out their games on the red zone. Might not tune in unless they're playing somebody big. But I mean, we always get that game every year where it's a Thursday night game between Jacksonville and Tennessee, and it's the least watched yeah. game of the year. Yeah, it could be pretty interesting yeah. this year just to watch that young team play. Now speaking of those Thursday night games. What did you guys think of all the color rush uniforms that came out today? Uh, I haven't seen I them yet, but I'm going to guess they're terrible. Not, at, well, it's an upgrade over last it's year. It's an upgrade yeah. over last year, and the good thing about it is they're going to donate all the proceeds. Like if you go out and bought you a color rush jersey, they're going to donate all the proceeds to. Uh, I'm not sure exactly, but they're giving it to a charity. 
So at least on that aspect, they're doing something with, you know, because the NFL is always accused of making stuff out of nothing and making money off of stuff. So at least they're doing it. Now, they did fix the problem with last year. They had the green and reds going, and the colorblind people could not tell who was what. So they're making sure there's going to be, like, I think the Jets, instead of getting an all-green uniform, they're all white. That's so that's what it's clean. Thursday, like, yeah. Thursday, they went white helmet, white face mask, white jersey, white pants, white shoes. Like, it looks real clean. Um, so Panthers, they went all blue again. I think Giants are all white as well. All right. Um, I was, I was surprised. The Green Bay, they went all white, uh, with obviously the numbers having a color in them. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I it doesn't bother me. I, I'm glad when they mix it up a little bit. They, no, they used to no, let the you get crazy with the jerseys. You, the man of many jerseys, are you going to go out and buy one of these color rushes? I got a blue one. It's it, To me, the blue color rush looks no different than the, our regular blues. They yeah. just do some blue pants and socks and shoes with it. Uh, I'm scrolling through them right now on my phone. Uh there's a couple of them that look all right. They're, they're now, Sports the, Illustrated ranked them from best. Now, now the the uh, Seahawks are lime that lime green. All I lime like green. the look of it. I mean, I hate the Seahawks. You know, it's, the game's going to be it's the Seahawks Ram lime green versus lime yellow. Really? Like it's going to be the highlighter bowl. Like it's going to be it's going to be like seeing Oregon go out there and play. So uh, now, John, we had a uh, uh, two weeks ago. We had Taylor Hurley and Jeff Hux on and did a countdown of our best, our favorite jerseys in all of sports. Yeah. And my favorite NFL jersey we went over was the Raiders, uh, black and silver. In this color rush, they went all white. They looked terrible. Those really? aren't like the all whites. I'll say most of the white ones. No. The, your Giants one actually looks really good. I like yeah. the white Giants. I, I think it's better going white than some of the yeah, some of the crazy colors. Yeah, because I mean, um, white is just a clean cut, man. It's just like a clean jersey when you see it. With the Raiders, I can see because if you're not going to highlight the black, it's kind of white and silver. Yeah, you kind of get lost in it. But tell you what, the Cardinals black on black is pretty damn sweet. Cardinals. Black, does every team have a Thursday night game so yeah. that everybody yeah. would so wear yeah. the jersey? Yeah. It'll be all Thursday night games. Everybody will wear the color rushes. Who do, ours is the Saints game, right? Panthers play the Saints for the color rush so. game. I think so. So that'll yeah. be interesting to Later, see. Like New Carolina, or something. Yeah. yeah. The Panthers blue on blue. Sports Illustrated has the Panthers ranked at number five best uh, color rush uniform. What's the worst color rush yeah. uniform? Uh, it was Tampa. Tampa probably. Did they go creamsick? Oh you know, no, Jacksonville. It was the gold. Yellow, that Dookie mustard. Yeah, that's not a good one. Yeah, that Dookie mustard. Now you know what the Broncos did? They went all orange and with the throwback horse on the helmet. They went, they went orange crush. Like Same with the Dolphins. You're old. I know you got a Ricky Williams orange, don't you? Uh, it was yellow. It was yellow. They're not yellow. It was a white Ricky Williams. White Ricky Williams. Williams. Okay. Yeah. They, well, they, when they did the one time, Dolphins went all orange as well. So uh, Sports Illustrated has the Giants ranked third overall with these white ones, which oh, are, are terrible. I mean, you can't really go wrong with the whites. I just don't like the Raiders because gotcha. I like the black and silver. Okay. And if you change it to white, it takes something away from it. Yeah. They went with the Saints number one. The white with the gold accent, the gold shoulders, okay. basically. That's, That's what we're playing. Yeah. 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 I'm, I mean, I'm disappointed that, and maybe they do have it, and they're going to bust it out later in the season. After going black on black for the Panthers, I really haven't seen it besides that, you know, the one game. They did it. Because they have a losing record. They got embar- I mean, they got embarrassed. What was it, national TV, when they had it on with the, against the Eagles or something a couple years ago? And yeah. they got, when Cam threw like four or five picks. Supposedly within the, in the, Commute, not but inside of the building. Well, that was the whole thing about the Super Bowl uniforms of why they yeah, were wearing. Broncos had never won, and only they'd only won in the whites. Yeah. So they chose the whites because they got crushed in the, in the oranges against the Seahawks two years before, and they made us wear the blacks, right? And we lost. So, and we've lost in black. No, we wore the whites in Super Bowl 38. 
lost in those. So now we're 0-2 in both jerseys. So maybe they wear busted blues out <laughs> yeah. whenever we make it back out. I don't know. Hopefully it's not uh, 12 years. Yeah. I, I will say, I, I've, I hate to say this, but I think I've, I, I don't my, I change my Super Bowl. I don't, I don't think they're going to make it back this year. It's just history's against them. They've still got a strong team, but I don't know. I think, that, I think they're going to be on a similar path of kind of what Denver did. It's so hard to get back there after you lose. Especially I mean, in the NFC. You yeah. think about Arizona and Seattle, Green Bay. Those are just the teams we think are going to yeah. make it, let alone, you know, other teams popping everybody's up. A, everybody's going to be gunning for you. Tampa Bay yeah. looks better. They're going to – everybody basically knows when they show up, this is the this is the defending NFC champions. If we want to get where we want to get, we got to beat these guys. And they're not just going to – you know, last year you kind of – even though we were, went 15-0 and stuff – People were, still didn't take it seriously. All oh, they ain't played nobody. They ain't beat nobody. I think it's just going to be a lot harder for them to get back than 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 we think it's going to be because it's just um, history's against them. And that sucks as me as a fan. Cause of course, you want to see a team in Super Bowl every year. I mean, who doesn't? But you got to be realistic. Uh, I know you, you said you don't want to overreact because it's Week One. Uh, going into the season, I was thinking it was Carolina, Seattle, and Arizona. Arizona didn't look sharp, but they still looked okay. Seattle did not look good. They, they didn't. They, uh, I mean, they held Miami to what six points, but it's Miami, so yeah. you gotta. Even Arizona that didn't look good. Yeah. They didn't look great, but they still look okay. But watching Carson Palmer, even going back yeah. to the Green Bay game where Aaron Rodgers had that hell mary, Carson Palmer looked like garbage. Yeah, has to be like I'm wondering if he's over the hill and like I mean, not that you got to turn it over to someone yeah. else, but is he sort of that quarterback now where you're like he's just not going to get him anywhere? I mean, David Johnson. They're going to have to feed him the like, rock. He's They're solid. He reminds me kind of Le'Veon Bell with his patience yeah. and how he waits and goes through holes. But, I mean, like you said, Seahawks didn't look good. And someone, I think, mentioned it before the season. You look at the roster, yeah, they got elite players in the defensive backfield. But other than that. What happens? When you get good, you can't keep everybody. Yeah. And you have to let the – what happens, and that's the key to winning is you got to hope those cheap young draft picks or undrafted guys plays up, play up to a potential to get you the Super Bowl – and then when it's up for a payday, you got to pick and choose between your guys and go, okay, we can let this guy go. Okay, we can't let this guy go because when you're winning, everybody wants to get paid because they think they're the reason why you're winning. But then you got to pick and choose. Okay, well, this guy, we maybe can be able to plug somebody in. So it'll be interesting. You know, like I said, I don't want to overreact. I still think they're going to do good. We did play, I would say, the number one defense in the NFL, yep. still no, Denver. They lost some pieces, but tell me another team that's got two all-pro mm-hmm. corners – a Pro Bowl safety, the best pass rusher we've seen in a long time. I mean, Von Miller is just from another world. So it, it'll be interesting. No, I think with Denver, their defense is going to be the best in the league. And if you can get Simeon to play. Just what he did. To be adequate. Yeah. I think you can pencil them in for playoff spot. It's going to still be tough with Kansas City and Oakland in that division, but you figure Denver can at least the team to watch Pittsburgh. Yeah, that I mean, no, I, to no, me, Pittsburgh was my pick to go. To, to me, the last year, I think they could have. Did, did they play Denver? They did, but they were out with Antonio Brown, right? Or did they did that was uh, was that the game they beat the Bengals? They beat no Cincinnati knocked them out, and then they played Denver, right? And they held them pretty good. It was like 13-17. They had no AB. That could be the team because they could. I think they could have given Denver a little because their defense is still just as ferocious. And Antonio Brown is is, uh, is Did you see that stat last night that in the last two seasons, Brown, Bell, and Roethlisberger have only played together yeah. at the same time for like seven quarters yeah. or something like that? Yeah. 
That's the thing. If they have everybody Healthy. out there, if they yeah. have all the pieces together, yes, I think well, they're the team. They look like they didn't even need Le'Veon Bell last night. D'Angelo Williams looks like his old self. I mean, but, but again, another, were the Redskins that bad? They were way the Steelers. Well, yeah, they, they weren't even stepping Listen, I've been saying since the offseason, Washington's going to come down to earth. Washington oh, yeah. won that division last Dude, year in a weak division. That game, you tell me right now you want to pay. I keep telling I'm not a Kirk Cousins, Stons. I never. Check down master. He loves the four yards outs, the running backs, the tight end on the five end. Like, it's like, you got Deshaun Jackson. They were sitting back letting him have Yeah, exactly. Give him the short check downs. Let them mess up. And he did. He threw a pit. They got penalties. And then they get down, and it's just, and then I I still don't understand you're going to pay Josh Norman $75 million. And he's not going to come. And he's not going to, like, like, you know. He did. He actually. He did something. Shut him down. Exactly. Two passes, but I mean. You can give me all this BS about scheme and this and that. Okay, I get the scheme. But you don't pay a player $75 million not to follow the best player. I don't care. Like, that's why the Panthers let him go. They said, we are we're not we can't afford you to do what our defense does, which is stay on one side of the field because that's not what we do, so we let you go. But then Washington gives them Champ Bailey money, and they're letting him just stay on one side. And you got Especially, like, you, football's about adjustments. You let Antonio beat you for one touchdown, that's going to happen. Then you go into halftime and go, okay, we got to get him. Like, regardless, tell the defensive coordinator, figure something else out. Have him follow him around, at least on the outside of either side. So, that was just stupid. I definitely think that last year, a lot of people bought into Washington, but they were a product of a weak division. Oh, yeah. That was a weak, weak division last year. And they won it, and it's just they're not going to be as good. Dallas is going to get better. Philadelphia, we'll see how Wentz does. But, I mean – I, I get real worried early in the season with my Giants. They looked okay. Yeah. They beat Dallas, but um, it, it was basically one Terrence Williams bonehead play yeah. away from actually being a win for Dallas. So I'm. Well, the way NFC kickers went, you would have been. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know I mean? It's <laughs> just. I, I temper my expectations with the Giants because it's basically. Uh, we're, I was talking with a guy at work today. They could potentially have the best wide receiver core in the league with Beckham, Shepard, and if Cruz stays healthy. Those three guys are crazy dangerous. They have no running game. They can't move the ball on the ground. Their defense is revamped. Let's see how they do. I'm going to wait a few more games before I start hyping them up a little bit. I was happy with what I saw, but Dallas still had a chance to win that game. Yeah, as we're saying, at least you got the road game out of the way. They're going to come to your place next time you play. Again, another stat I saw today. Alabama Crimson Tide have a better record in the last year at Cowboys Stadium than the, than the Cowboys do. Wow. Alabama, in the last calendar year, has won three games there. Dallas has one win. Yeah. I think the thing you take away from week one is don't get too high, don't get yeah, too low. Exactly. Because, you know, the hot takes fly and you think the world's falling over. But at some teams, are just they look terrible. But other teams, you lose. But it was like, oh, that was a solid game. You, you know, you can take that loss. But so we'll, we'll, we'll I want to touch real quick. Uh, we started a uh, pickup league for yep. the, the podcast. We've invited a bunch of people. John, I don't know if you're in or not. If not, you can still join, even though you missed a week. I but might jump in on it. You should. So we're there's, two, there's two people who joined and didn't make any picks the first yeah. week, so you'd be right there, right but there, you'd be there. able to make it back in. So everybody that was in the league that made it. Uh, picked the Panthers in week one, so everybody got that game wrong. Yeah. Uh, my buddy's wife, Carrie, who, congratulations to them, had, they just gave birth to uh, twins a couple weeks ago, and she's leading after one yeah, week. She got she 13 is. of 16 right. 
So congratulations to her. Well, we still got a long ways to go. We're going all the way to Super Bowl. We're picking through the Super Bowl, and the winner of the league gets a three-pack of triple whammy sauce. We'll get to them in a minute. Uh, so yeah, if people want to keep uh, keep joining, if you haven't joined already, you're always welcome to jump in. And if you pass somebody, even better, because then we can talk crap about that person. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, you got ten right. So yeah, I think fifth. T- yeah. There's a bunch of people with ten. I got nine right, so I'm just behind. There's I think a it's, lot. it's Carrie and then Nathan's girlfriend Wendy's yep. number two. Uh, who's three? Tyler and Corey are tied for for third Third and fourth. And then there's a bunch of people with ten and nine, so there's a lot of... Oh, no, they got me at ten with the fifth spot, so I'm holding the top five right now. Women, though, look at that, women leading the pack there. Listen, it's not a man's sport. They they know their stuff. Take them, Yeah. Uh, Carrie's really good at it, too. Well, Nathan, let's just give you this. Your girlfriend's beating you, dog. (laughs) You gotta get that clap. What's up with that, brother? Your girlfriend's beating you. To give out the, uh... The award for the worst of the week. We're going to skip over the people with zero because yeah. obviously they didn't get many yeah. picks in. So, Wreck-It Ralph. Your buddy he came Ralph, in late. He missed the 1 o'clock games. Yeah. And he only got four, but he only had the, the late games and yeah. the Monday games. So, Riley, with yeah. a strong 6 out of 16 this week, is the lowest scorer of the week. So, right. Riley, you're going to have to pick that up. Yeah. Uh, Trent and Jeff Hux just ahead of them. With yeah, there's a good rub Jeff in there. Yeah, Jeff. Not so surprising the Hux there. Yeah. <laughs> so brought up triple whammy. Uh, Jacob, did you throw it out already? Yeah, no, we have not. So we got we, – we mixed it up. We've been handing out a lot of the honey mushrooms. So I figured let's hand out some of the Sweet Heat Barbecue. You got your sticker, of course. It's our buddy Tyler. You go to his website if you want some more sauce. It's uh, at Triple Whammy. If you type in the Beards Wash, you get 25% off. There's a sweet heat. There's a honey mustard. There's an all-purpose. And actually, we just did this last night for chicken. We took You take some of the sweet heat. You mix it with the all-purpose. It's really, really good. Yeah. Really good. That right there, you like I said, if you, you could throw that. I made a mean uh, buffalo, not buffalo, but a chicken pe- barbecue chicken pizza. Put that on a little small pita. And once that caramelization of the sugar and molasses gets up, it is fantastic sauce. So, John, you had no one here to compete with. We'll still give you the free sample. <laughs> Tell all your friends. Man. Put the, so, st- put the sticker on a clipboard so when you go in to write a will for somebody, you can say, hey, grab some salt, too, you know? We'll see. So, yeah. so if you go and, and you make something good, just go ahead and snap a picture and post it and tag Beards Watch and Triple Whammy. Tyler always likes to see his, sure. his sauce in action. Grilling up chicken all the time, so it's going to oh, work like, out That's good stuff to grill up in. All right, so we, we'll, keep, we'll take care of some uh, housekeeping stuff. In the meantime, John, we got the notebook of random questions. So why don't you go through... Anything that has a check has already been used. There's about seven pages there, so you can flip through and find a question. So new ones have been added. New ones have been added. So just find one that doesn't have a check on it. Well, you'll ask it, and all three of us will answer. Uh, while we're doing that, we had our, our Beards Watch t-shirts finally came in last week. The That's first right. batch. They did. We sold, what was the final count? 22? 23. 23. Items. 23 items. 23 items. Yeah. So they came in. A bunch of people have been posting selfies in yep. their shirts. We had uh, your parents, yep. Eddie and Wendy Rowland, your yep. brother Drew, who, yep. again, designed our logo. Mm-hmm. Thank, thanks to him for that. We had Jeebs. We had my buddy Ryan Connor. We had Jesse Morrison in the mm-hmm. model shot. Yep. She, had, she did some yeah, was, crazy was photo out in front of her yeah. house. Yeah. Uh, my parents, Fran and Bill. Trent did it with uh, the most interesting man in the world. world. Yeah. And your grandfather, is it Babu? Babu? How do you Babu. Babu. Yeah, Babu. So thanks to everybody. Uh, anybody else who got a t-shirt, if you post a pic, we'll we'll send it out. Yeah. We're glad to share. I still got a couple. I've got Jerry and his parents with me. I got Nate's tank. I got Tyler's shirt. So hopefully when we get those out. Did you get Buck his today? I did. Buck Buck's got his. got his. So did you tell him to take a pic? 
I did. Okay, so again, take a pick. Or say, even if you've already sent one, say you throw one on and you're going to Carowinds or you're going to the grocery store and you just want to snap a pick, send it to us. We'll put it on Instagram. Tom's been doing collages on Facebook. And, of course, we appreciate that. It sounds like more people want some. They yeah. missed the first batch, so we're probably going to do another batch. And we'll probably do it around Thanksgiving time, so you can order some for Christmas and all that. We'll give you a little wait and see, you know. Um, but there's, yeah, there's rumors that we might be doing a hoodie for yes. The we'll time. definitely, we definitely will do a hoodie. We'll do some crew neck sweatshirts. We'll keep the long sleeve. We'll probably have one or two color options for the tank since it's winter time. We'll throw the stickers out again. I think I was the only one who bought a sticker, but I know Jesse said she'd buy one next time. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we're not here to make a bazillion dollars off of t-shirts. It's just for us to buy more shirts or buy other software or something else that we need a hard we're, drive. We're, we're using the money to put back into the podcast. Yeah, so it's not buying Jacob beer. No, no, I, I got plenty of that on my own. Which, <laughs> speaking of beer, shout out for Ralph for giving us some good free samples oh, on yeah. Sunday. He, he, you know, he hooked us up there at Legion Brewery's own. So. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe you listen, maybe not. Either way, it'll be all right. All right, John, you got you settled on a question? Yeah, I got one. Because so if, if there's a name in front of it, it says from somebody, nope. uh, say it. It's It was added from one of our uh, uh, online followers. If not, it's a Jerry Anna question. So. Yeah. She was Jerry Anna because okay. it's very girly handwriting. Yes, it. Um, because if it's a beer's watch, I'm going to go with this one. How much money would you need to eat a handful of Jacob and Tom's beer? <laughs> wow, this is fantastic. I guess I'm, I mean, this, I mean, oh, we got an answer too. Yeah. So there's, all right, there's a, there's a little bit of thought involved in this because as somebody with a long beard, accidentally you eat your hair. So I have eaten hair. I haven't intended to, but it's happened. I know that's kind of gross. So eating my own hair would be terrible. It How much are we handful. talking? Oh, is it a handful? Handful. Is it a handful? Handful's a lot. I don't know if it's a handful of each or a handful. Let's of just say handful all together. Combined. Combined. So a handful. So we usually we've had. We've do had you get to mix it with anything? Like, could you cook it in a meatloaf? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you throw I think it it's a straight handful to the straight face. handful to the face. It's first of all, it's gonna be hard. now with an eating chap. Do I get like a drink with it? Because that's gonna like clog me up like let's, crackers. Let's say like the Nathan's hot dog. You get a cup of water, nothing right. else. You get one cup of water and one Miller Lite drink of your choice. So no, I don't get just one cup of water. <laughs> Well, uh, looking at Jacob's beer, he's got to kind of yeah, trim it up now, up. so I mean, it wouldn't be as nasty. Tom's over Tom's here. Tom's is long. That's the shit that. that's the shit that'll, like, make you choke and gag, It's Mine is just like that, yeah, it would. Like, if I trimmed it up, it's, like, light. It's small. What? It's still a handful. Yeah, but it'd be mixed, but I'm just saying, mine wouldn't be as hard as yours. How much money? So, we're, let's get to the question here. How much money? Is it a time frame? Is it all at once? You got, like, an hour? Let's just say you got an hour. Let's say, yeah, an hour. You're gonna an hour with one tail. cup of water. How much money? Okay, I'm gonna. St- I'd start with one hundred thousand, but the lowest I'd go would be like fifty thousand. All right. Usually, we've had a couple of these eating questions before, and I'm usually up in the. Million, I like these. The million dollar range, yeah. like bare minimum million dollars. I'm not as grossed out by this one. It wouldn't be gross to me. It would just be hard to eat. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. Can we put like barbecues? Can we put triple whammy sauce on it? I don't think it's gonna hold. No, but at least it'll slide down your throat yeah. easier. So I'll, I'm going to go 150000 Okay. You guys are way too hot. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I'll just down some hair real quick. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's over with. I was thinking something like, give me my fantasy football entropy for next year. Give me 200 <laughs> Wow. I'll take it to the fantasy. Wow. I mean, I'm not going to enjoy it, but yeah. it'll be over in like bucks. a minute. Yeah. I mean, it's... 
I think we can do a GoFundMe and get that started, John, and get you to the bucks. Here's the problem, though. For that to happen, you and I would have to shave off our beards, and we can't do the beards while we're Just a handful. Just a handful. Hey, man, trim, man. I can get this down to a half. I could cut a handful off and still have a beard. Yours is is pretty short. Trust me. There's enough on that kitchen sink. I mean, in my bedroom sink. I can scrape some together. Don't you worry, my man. We'd make it happen. Oh, yeah. We're sitting there. We're we're right there. Miko, what do you get out of here? Um, yeah, we've had an hour. We're at one of the three. I mean, we can keep talking or we so, can wrap it up. Well, I'll tell one more story before we go, just because okay. it was my favorite story of the weekend. Uh, before the podcast, John, you said you're not a big college football fan, but there was a game this weekend that had Jacob and I at the edge of our seats because we were oh, at work yeah. when it was happening. Did you see the end of the Central Michigan and Oklahoma State game? I did see the end of that game. Hail Mary. Yeah. So let me set the scene. Jacob and I work in television. We work in live television. When you work in sports, you don't always hit the window that you want because games go long, games, there's a delay, something happens, whatever. So we're working. We had a show that was supposed to start at 3.30 on Fox Sports 2. There was a game on Fox Sports 1. It was the Oklahoma State game. And the Baylor game was following that one. So people in L.A. decided if Oklahoma State goes long, which it did, then the start of the Baylor game gets kicked to FS2, which means our show that we were doing would start online. We didn't want to do that, so we just said, okay, we'll wait until the Oklahoma State game's end, game ends, and then we'll go on. So it was a, ended up being about eight and a half minutes that they went over the window. So that game's going on FS1. The Baylor game starts on FS2. We're waiting just to see what happens. So Oklahoma State's got fourth down, running out the clock. Quarterback drops back, throws it out of bounds. Game's over. Game's at zero. We LA. just chucked it. I just mean, chucked it. Just chucked it. it there's four there. seconds left, so they were trying to just burn the four seconds. So clock hits zero, and LA goes, okay, you guys, uh, we're in a commercial break on FS2. When the commercial comes back, you guys are up. So you got, what, two minutes, something yeah. like that? We're like, okay, cool. So in the time that after they said that, the refs threw a flag for intentional grounding on Oklahoma State. Incorrectly, they ended up saying – Central Michigan gets the ball with no time it was on the clock. Down. They had one play because it was yeah, fourth, yeah. fourth down, change of possession. Uh, Central Michigan gets an untimed down, which per the rules shouldn't have happened, but they yeah. ended up doing it anyway. So which all the officials are now suspended for a couple games because <laughs> they missed this. So Central Michigan lines up and they start counting us down. They're going okay. Well, you guys let, are let, me, let me pause you there. So at my where I sit and I work, I listen to a line called a consortium line, which basically I can communicate with people in LA. There's people out there that work with programming, that work with ticker, and then we're all on that line. As soon as it happened, the guy jumps on. He's like, just to let everybody know, be prepared before this Hail Mary. Like, if there's a pass interference, we could still be going on. So he says that right as the ball's, like, launching in the air. And we're- so, But this is our – we have people in LA, or in Charlotte that are counting down the talent to say, okay, we're on in 30 seconds. LA is counting down to basically they have to flip a switch to put us on the air. So it's it's 30, it's 29, it's 28. They're counting us down. Ball goes up. Central Michigan is under it, and we're like, okay, just get off so we can go on. No big deal. And we uh, the director fires what's called our tease. It's a little package beforehand that's like this week we're at Richmond or whatever, and it's a pre-produced thing. So that fires. Ball's still in the air. We're all staring at the screen now because none of us care what's going on in our own studio. All we care about is the little screen in the corner because this game has turned into a freaking ridiculous game. So ball gets caught, lateral backwards. We're all going nuts. 
Meanwhile, our people are in the studio waiting to talk on air, and we're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, go, go, go. This game is fucking awesome. Yeah. It was so, it's, that's the best part of working in live TV is just the craziness that happens in sports. And it was, it was one of the more entertaining moments that's happened for a while because yeah. it was just completely out of nowhere. Yeah. And, I mean, it was a 22-ranked team in the country getting upset at, at home, and it was, yeah. it was great. Yeah, it was pretty So that was our fun story for the week. It was. For, it was, it was nuts, man. That was nuts. Other, right, so, other than uh, that, it's pretty pretty weak. weak yeah, weak for game. college football, it was pretty weak, but that yeah. one was the best game of the weekend. Yeah. So uh, we're wrapping up here, episode sixteen in the books. Uh, we'll talk more next week about football, kind of hit it as we go. We got a couple weeks down the road. We got Caleb and Caleb coming on. No, that's we'll, next week. No, that's two weeks. We got Greg. Oh, that's right, Caleb's next. So week. We got more NFL. Uh, if you right. want to follow us on Facebook, it's the Beards Watch Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. It's at the Beards Watch. I am at it's me, it's TMP, and Jacob is J Roll Nation. John, you want to give a plug for any of your social media? Yeah, I'm JJ Long JR on Twitter, and that's about uh, all I roll with. Hey, you've yeah. got no Instagram, right? No Instagram. It took me a while to find you on Facebook, but I got there eventually. Yeah, you got to hide from all the. That's right. John's a lawyer, man. You watch that <laughs> creep. Shout out if you need a will, John can hook you yeah, up, got, man. He can get you a will. Uh, he, he cannot help you get out of a, speed, a speeding ticket. I found that out myself. Called him, he said, nah, this is the wrong spot, man. You gotta find somebody else. I said, all right, well, I just gotta give you a shot, you know? Um, yeah, so I thought it was another another solid uh, solid week of podcasting, yeah. Tom. What'd you think about it? John, how was your, was this your first ever podcast? It was. It was pretty solid here. I Did you enjoy it? it? You know, conversation went well. You two uh, aren't too bad to spend an hour chatting with us. <laughs> yeah, we broke up pretty quick. That was all NFL. That was good yeah. stuff. All right, well, so, as always, we'll send you out with a nice little sweet tune.